Welcome to The Average Shepherd. My name is Father Sam French and today is Gaudete Sunday, the third week of Advent. The homily today is called Open Doors and you'll notice that today is only audio without video because I ran out of those few extra minutes I needed for editing. The gospel that we are referencing today is John chapter 1 verses 6 through to 28. Let's begin. Today is Gaudete Sunday, which is simply the Latin word for rejoice. This third Sunday of Advent has been known as Gaudete Sunday ever since the time of Pope St. Gregory the Great back in the 6th century. So this is a very old tradition. Now, as many of you might know, the liturgical color purple or violet is traditionally associated with repentance and preparation. And that's why we wear and we have that color in the church during Lent and Advent. White, on the other hand, represents joy and the glory of God, and that's why we have it on Easter and Christmas. Well, on Gaudete Sunday, we're still in Advent, but we're also anticipating the joy of Christmas, which is just around the corner. So the colors of violet and white are mixed together, and we have rose vestments, rose candles, rose decorations. So Gaudete Sunday is a celebration of joy in the midst of Advent, but it's about real joy, the kind of joy that only God can give us. See, there is a huge difference between happiness or merriment and true, authentic Christian joy. The theologian Henri Nguyen once said, while happiness is dependent on external conditions, joy is the experience of knowing that you are unconditionally loved by God and that nothing, sickness, failure, emotional distress, oppression, war, even death could take that love away. Thus, the kind, this kind of joy, this kind of Christian joy, can be present even in the midst of sadness. Now, one of the things that can get in the way of authentic Christian joy is harboring the wrong expectations. And I think we see an example of this happening in today's gospel. The Jewish authorities, they send out their expert lawyers and priests, the Pharisees and the Levites, to investigate this man, John the Baptist. See, John was not a part of the Jerusalem elite. He was not considered part of the establishment leadership in the city, so they were naturally very suspicious of this man who was drawing massive crowds out into the wilderness to listen to him and be baptized. Naturally, they wanted to know who this guy was. What is he doing? Is he legitimate? So they start peppering John the Baptist with all kinds of questions. Who are you? Are you Elijah? Are you the prophet? What do you have to say about yourself? Now you'll notice John gives them a short but accurate answer. I am as Isaiah prophesied, a voice that cries out in the wilderness, makes straight a way for the Lord. He continues, I baptize with water, but there is one coming after me, and I am not fit to kneel down and undo the strap of his sandal. See, John the Baptist tells them quite bluntly that the Messiah is not him, but coming after him. But see, it didn't really matter what John the Baptist said to them because the Pharisees and the Levites at the end of the day, they didn't care because his message of the forgiveness of sins wasn't lining up with their wrong expectation of a political Messiah who would lead Israelites to victory over Roman rule, give them social and religious autonomy, win them riches, satisfy their material desires. Because of all of these preconceived ideas, because of their personal agendas, these Israelite elites, they couldn't hear the truth, even when it was spoken directly to their face by the greatest prophet to ever live, John the Baptist. So sometimes I think we can behave a little bit like the Pharisees and the Levites in the story. We can lock God in a comfortable little box, sealed up by our own preferences and prejudices. Well, I think Advent should be for us a time of open 
preparation, time to open up and expand the horizon of our expectations. See, we know that Jesus is coming. We know that he wants to bring authentic joy to our hearts, but we don't know exactly how he wants to do that in our own individual circumstances. Perhaps Jesus wants to do something new for us. Perhaps he wants to change our life in a big way that perhaps even hurts a little bit at first, but then brings us to a much deeper and more authentic joy. I have a story to illustrate this idea. There was once a priest praying his breviary on, a small, on his small porch in his mission home in northern India. And a passing Indian local who was not a Christian paused to talk for a moment. Now, during the conversation, a holy card dropped from the priest's prayer book and the visitor picked it up. He looked at it and he asked the priest what it meant. Well, it turned out it was Holman Hunt's picture of Christ standing outside a closed door with no handle. The priest explained to the man that this was Jesus, the Lord of the world, the King of Kings, and he was waiting for someone to open the door from the inside so that he could enter in. The priest explained that Christ never forces himself upon anyone, but he waits for each individual to open the door willingly to let him in. Now, a few months later, in the beginning of the winter season, the priest was traveling out to one of his mission churches. It was a very cold, snowy, wet day with a wind blowing a strong gale. And he passed by a little hut and he noticed a door swinging open in the wind with snow blowing freely through the house. Well, the priest, thinking this to be quite strange, hurried over believing someone was in need or distress. But when he arrived, he found it was the home of the man who he had given the picture of Christ. Why do you keep your door open on such a cold day? asked the priest. Well, it's really cold and I'm shivering, said the man. But I thought that maybe your Jesus would go by and I want him to find my door open for him. Now, brothers and sisters, I think this is what it means to have a right expectation in our relationship with God. Keeping the door open to him at all times, being attentive to his grace, always ready to do whatever he asks of us, even when it is difficult or uncomfortable because the Christ who John the Baptist pointed to he wasn't just another prophet or wise man or teacher or political leader but Jesus is the son of God the word made flesh the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world the true joy of christmas is recognizing who Jesus truly is and what he has done for us the forgiveness of sins and opening for us the door of grace and relationship to our Father in heaven. So now that we are so close to Christmas, I think it would be wise of us to use this remaining week of Advent to more fully open ourselves to the will of God in our lives. Now, I know for a fact that for many of us, this week is going to be spent in a frantic hurry, scurrying around all over the place, looking for presents to buy for our friends and family. Well, I would encourage you to take some time today, perhaps right after you listen to this podcast, to reflect about what present you will offer Jesus for Christmas on his birthday. Perhaps you might want to commit to a new routine of prayer or a service in the life of the church or the parish. Maybe there is a selfish or sinful habit that you wish to break from with the help of his grace. There might be someone in your life you need to forgive or a relationship that needs healing. Or maybe it's time to say yes to that thing God has been calling you to for a long time and you keep refusing. Whatever it might be, I would encourage you to sit down after this podcast and write down one thing. Write down one thing that will be your Christmas gift to Jesus this year. And I would encourage you to carry it in your pocket 
uh, during Christmas Mass. Bring it up with you during communion, almost as your offering as a gift to give to Jesus. I already know what I'm going to be offering to the Lord this Christmas. I've already written it down and am preparing to bring it to him at the Christmas Mass. So I just want to finish by saying, let's try not to be like the Pharisees and the Levites, so caught up in our own ideas about God that we don't see what he's trying to do in our lives. Let's, be try, let's try and be like the Indian man in the story, always keeping the door open for Jesus, even when it is uncomfortable. This way we'll be ready to receive the authentic joy of his presence when he comes this Christmas. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you so much for listening to The Average Shepherd. If you want to help me spread the word and this podcast, you could do so by sharing it with a friend who you think might benefit or uploading it to your social media. I'd be very appreciative. Thank you. God bless. And I'll see you next time.